Hi, welcome to Trucker's Delight Part 2 on North of 48. We're going to delve more into the backgrounds of the people on the protest committee. We're going to take a look at what some broadcasters are saying and we'll look at some social media. And if time permits, we'll go into more in depth on the reasons why this happened. Welcome to North of 48. Thanks for being here. If you're watching on YouTube, that video you just seen about the rally in uh, downtown Ottawa was taken by a Benny Johnson, and he tweeted that out with a caption, this is what Trudeau is so afraid of. That being said, last podcast we talked about who was involved, and we know that most of the members on the protest committee have been arrested there's one member and if i can get to his name he went to the um, to uh, the police station to turn himself in to be arrested with the the rest of the protest committee and the police took a look at him and said nah you can go home. so there's that we'll start with um, a tweet that uh, tara lech uh, set out on February 16th. I know I'm butchering her last name, and it's not on purpose. It's like or lick or lich, L-I-C-H. So she seems to accept she's going to jail soon, and on February 16th, she tweeted this out. There's a pretty good chance. Well, I think it's inevitable at this point. But uh, I'll probably be going somewhere tomorrow where I'll be getting three square meals a day. <laughs> and that's okay. I, um, I'm okay with that. And I want you to know that I'm not afraid. Hope she'll be happy to know she got over 967,000 views for that tweet. And here she is offering prayers. And I'm going to ask you... When you fly a fuck Trudeau sign, that he has three kids, just like me. Now, Patrick King, who was arrested with Tamara, said he was not part of the leadership or on the protest committee. However, a TikTok video from Yarrow Giesbrecht shows Patrick King and Tamara in a Zoom conference call on January 21st. Do you want to give the announcement? This is your baby. I want to, I want to tell people this. Ladies and gentlemen, with logistics-wise, fuel costs, all that kind of things, we had to get some kind of plan in place for the onslaught of tens of thousands of trucks. So that being said, we worked together all week, the whole team, and we were able to pull together fuel bulkers to be able to be 
at the uh, the the landing zones where we come into our respectful cities. So that being said, we had a little kerfuffle with the gentleman, and we wanted to try and see how we were going to be able to pay them because you know what, GoFundMe did its typical thing. It likes to freeze the money and it wants every name in the book and why and who and what and how. So Tamara, give a little bit of uh, a little version of what happened with that and then tell them what happened at five o'clock this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. So after a few days, uh, it had grown quite substantially and I went in to go and try and uh, start withdrawing the funds so that we could start using it as needed. And um, they'd put a hold on it, of course. I mean, they, that's just what they do. Um, so we started communicating. I've been giving them all the information that they've been asking for, which is great. And honestly, they've been really good to deal with. There's hoops to jump through, and I get that, right? Um, so anyways, today I think we came up with a very solid plan, like Pat was saying, um, which is going to make take a lot of heat off me and, and um, just make this a whole lot easier. So we've been able to line up a, a Canadian-owned uh, fuel fuel company, bulk fuel company, um, that we're going to pay by the bulker. So, and they're arranging, GoFundMe is arranging with them right now so that they can just pay them straight out and it doesn't even have to come through me. And on February 4th, Patrick King released this. Trudeau, someone's going to make you catch a bullet one day. To the rest of this government, someone's going to fucking do you in. You sons of bitches. The only way that, and I'm going to say it out loud, the only way that this is going to be solved is with bullets. And yeah, I said it. That's the only way something's going to happen. A massive revolution on an, a, a, a huge scale. You might want to change your uh, your name to Ishmael or drop a bunch of change down the stairs and call yourself Chong Ching Ching Chang. <laughs> Now you want to say, oh, the Indians' culture and everything. The natives' culture is a disgrace. It is, 100%. Every person who was born here in Canada, in North America, you are indigenous. People don't realize that. If you were born of the land, you are indigenous of the land. It's called depopulation of the Caucasian race, or the Anglo-Saxon. And that's what the goal is, is to depopulate the Anglo-Saxon race because they are the ones with the strongest bloodlines. They are the ones with the strongest bloodlines. They are the ones with the strongest bloodlines. And we'll leave it at that because then we get into a whole different topic. But but now this year, this year alone, I think I'm going to have a big gathering at my house just for that. And I'm going to film it. You're right. Cops will get shot. That's a little excessive, don't you think, Pat? I'm not sure who hurt you in this life, but I think you've probably had a better life than most. Especially people in drought countries and trying to survive. But uh, let's hear from Tamara. I'm not really sure where to start. I really wanted to get up on stage before everything happened here and, and send a message out, but I think um, I can do it here and it'll probably even reach more people. This has been a crazy ride, really crazy ride. And uh, I think in one of my first videos I said how proud I was of all of you. So proud of you. You 
come together in a way that I've never seen before. I uh, just wanted to come on again and say first of all thank you. Second of all to say please keep that love in your heart. Don't give in. You know, it's been an incredible experience here and uh, there's been a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. And so, the tears that I cry aren't tears of sadness. They are tears that what has happened and what is transpiring against my fellow Canadians breaks my heart. It is breaking my heart. <laughs> you guys, I just want you to stay strong. And I want you to continue to be unified and spread the love you know, I have to ask you, I've seen people right, well, maybe not rightfully so, I can't tell you what to do, but you know, when you see the reporters in the streets, be kind and show them love. We don't have to agree with what they're doing. But it upsets me when I see people upset with them. Well, at least Tamara led with, uh, with love instead of bullets. Now, some, some broadcasters out there, especially in other countries, they, they miss the nuances what what's happened out here. I want to give you a little snippet of Russell Brand for your consideration. At the beginning, it's described as a small fringe minority. Well, evidently it's not a small fringe minority because they've been able to significantly impact Ottawa and Canadian decision-making process. So they've gone straight to, it's a threat to Canada on the scale of a civil war or a foreign invasion. So it's not the small fringe thing. It's not the invasion. What is it then? Why aren't we transparently discussing what it is? Here's my guess. A large portion of the Canadian population are not happy with the way that Canada is being governed and denied access to democratic means, they're protesting. And because the Canadian government don't want to deal with that protest, they're using legislative language and regulatory measures to dismiss, diminish and undermine the protest. That's now, before you send me emails and voice messages, Please uh, remember this. I actually agree with Russell Brand on this. It's a nuanced take. There's more than we figure of people out there in the country who have an angst and a frustration with the vaccine. At the same time, I think you and I can also understand that it's a little bit illegal to block traffic and to keep people from sleeping at night because the horns are blowing. I mean, that if that's not a police action, what, what is? 
you know, realistically. But if Russell Brandt thinks this is a worker uprising, I'm not so sure about that. A lot of the people on the protest were owner-operators of their trucks. Granted, they probably owned three or four of them, and they had time and money to spend three weeks in Ottawa. But the ordinary truck driver, he doesn't. He has to make a mile. He has to make some money to feed his kids. Bata Ungar Sargon, a deputy opinion editor at Newsweek, said, This is the biggest labor action I recall seeing in my life, and the left is on the other side of it. It has to do with the shift in the Democratic Party, which used to be a party of the working class, is now the party of pajama class. Glenn Greenwald sarcastically tweeted, Many people love workers, but not workers. Well, let's... Just get a handle on the financing of what happened here. There were a lot of people who just came out to have a party. People from from Quebec and from Ontario just drove up there and in support of the protesters possibly, but also as a way to just blow off some steam about what's happening in this country and about the vaccine and the, and the COVID. The social base of this protest is among owners of family-run businesses, what Marxists call the petite bourgeois. On top of this class layer of reactionary small capital is a social organizing infrastructure technically built by right-wing evangelical Protestants. Many of the leaders of the convoy speak the language of Christian triumphs. And this is coming from an article in The Nation by Jet here. I actually, yes, I agree. There was a lot of talk about Jesus and about the Christians, about Anglo-Saxon supremacy signaling white rights. (sighs) Let's catch our breath here. The truckers... The protest did not go and say, okay, on top of this vaccine mandate about letting people go because they didn't have it, can we talk about the hours of work, hours of service? Can we talk about wages? Can we talk about indigenous rights? Can we talk about what's happening out in BC with the pipelines? Can we talk about how some communities don't have clean water can we talk about the rise of inflation can we talk about food prices and the and the gouging by supermarkets because the farmers not getting that price on the food can we talk about lack of manufacturing vaccines in this country can we talk about not having masks to be prepared for this pandemic. Can we talk about the mixed messages about the pandemic, about COVID to people? I mean, I wish they had something like that in their messaging because they actually would have attracted a lot of people to it. Could And it's amazing how it went from masks... Uh, COVID, white rights, 
to no this is a community of love we're protesting for love we're like the hippies back in the 60s well as pat king said uh, maybe it'll be stopped by a bullet but the bullet of love the bullet of freedom we're shooting for freedom once you get that kind of talk and once ah you ruin your whole messaging don't you you ruin what you you set out to do they pissed off everybody in ottawa who lives around there who couldn't sleep for for a number of weeks because the horns were blaring 24 hours a day seven days a week people couldn't get into it to work and that the police chief was uh, ill-equipped to, to handle such a big scene but it's also contingent on the government of Canada in my opinion that perhaps could have had a talk and he could have dismissed their concerns or he could have said okay I hear you I know what you mean thank you for the talk would you guys go home now I'm not the prime minister so I can't say I'm just saying Maybe it would have helped. As it is, now you have people going home from the uh, protest. And you got other people thinking about it. Well, something else will happen in this country. And these people have already got been motivated by the protest. And there will be more people out protesting next time. That's the result. And if you don't have that discussion, if you don't have that talk with people. But speaking of talk, let's find out where some of this money came from. So, what we know about the funding is that 60% of, uh, of the money came from America and overseas. While the majority of large donations donations came from Canadian citizens. The class composition of the movement became clear after a leak from the Christian crowdfunding site GiveSendGo revealed that most donors were from the United States. Although more money came from Canadians who donated much more per individual. Most of the donors seemed to be well off and conservatives. As the Washington Post reported, residents in wealthy enclaves across the United States from Beverly Hills, California, to suburbs of Austin, to Florida beach communities sent millions of dollars to support trucker convoys that occupied the Canadian capital and shut down commerce at key border crossings between the two nations. The newspaper added, the richer an American community was, the more likely residents there were to don donate and the biggest number of contributions often came from communities where registered Republicans made up solid majorities, according to the review of more than 55,000 U.S.-based donations through the Christian fundraising website GiveSendGo. Writing in the Toronto Star, pollster Frank Graves of Ecos Research noted, Sympathy with the protests and their objectives is felt by a third of Canadians. And by no means a random third, but a third defined by clear demographic and attitude factors. Those who have sympathy for the convoy tend to be poorer, younger, and less educated. 
However, between you and me and this Frank Graves, I don't find that to be the case. I find uh, there's a lot of older people who are truck drivers or energy and chemical workers, oil workers, who feel sympathy for this and who have made quite a bit of money in their lifetime. Graves also went on to say, it may be that economic anxieties are driving these protests as much as the named issues of vaccine and mask mandates. Those most opposed to mask and mandates have by far the bleakest economic outlook, resulting in a generational resentment toward an, an economy that has seen younger Canada faring much worse than their parents or grandparents at a similar stage of life. Wage stagnation, magnified by inflation and affordability, is a key force expressing itself in housing and many other pocketbook issues. For sure, I agree with that statement. It is tough for a young couple or young family to get a house in Canada right now and whether it's foreign money coming in and buying it, lack of um, houses being built, I'm not sure. But it's tough. It's tough on, on the younger generation for sure. Now in Canada as elsewhere, the burden of the pandemic has fallen on the working class. Canada has seen stricter measures against the pandemic than the United States. In Canada's largest provinces, Ontario and Quebec, according to the National Post, governments have closed schools, imposed blanket bans on indoor dining, gyms and bars. And I will say that's the same in British Columbia and in Alberta and Saskatchewan. I would say pretty well across Canada. Many Canadians entering the third year have become more pessimistic and feel that governments are dealing with the problem by imposing duties without offering economic relief for a path forward. It's producing stress, anger. The Freedom Convoy isn't a working class movement, but it will be able to harvest and exploit working class anger unless the plight of poorer Canadians improves. This Freedom Convoy is a wake-up call for not just Canada, but the wider world as well. There's been convoys in Belgium uh, to protest against the EU, coming from France, Holland, and, and the Netherlands, etc., Germany. However, that wasn't very successful. There's uh, one on the 22nd, supposed to go from California to Washington, D.C., to protest. I don't know where they're going to protest probably by the White House, okay, or Congress. We'll see how that plays out. But if you listen to the media at all, it sounded like there was this big protest going to happen in the European Union, in Brussels, that never materialized. We didn't get 20, 30, or 40,000 trucks into Ottawa we got some, enough to be more than a nuisance. At the same time, though they're gone, the problem still remains. And is there a far-right culture developing in Canada as well? And I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry, my American friends, but your best export is exporting crazy, and usually the right-wing kind. However, we only have ourselves to blame in Canada. We can blame our leadership by replacing them. There is a problem out in this world, and there's a lot of angst, and we need to fix it. 
Now, is this Freedom Convoy actually a front for a right-wing anti-worker agenda? Huh. Maybe it didn't. Well, it always was right. But it's almost like it got hijacked. The convoys received plaudits from the likes of Elon Musk and Jordan Peterson. Sympathetic coverage from conservative media and acclaim from some members of parliament. A closer look at the Freedom Convoy, the participants, reveals that many of the concerns of the protesters have little to do with workers' rights or labor issues within Canada's trucking industry. But we got some great memes out of this ordeal. I have to tell you, some good TikToks, some good memes, some good GIFs. And I want to introduce you to one of my favorite people, and I hope she comes on, on, on the podcast, Reverend Crystal Cox from Washington. And she's going to talk a little bit about the Freedom Convoy 2022 movement. Monday. February 6th, and this is a prayer for the Freedom Convoy, for all the truckers involved. This is sending love and light and the power of the living God to Ottawa and to every town and to every person and every heart involved in all of this. All right? They're stealing their supplies. They're raiding them. They're shutting down their money. They're calling them every name in the book. Okay? They're painting them out to be monsters. Okay? This is going to get uglier okay and that's what we talked about before the spirit had showed me that it's really going to look dark but it the, the light is winning it's already won they're going to push back they're going to say let's say say they got two things that push in hundreds going to come back okay they push five things forward hundreds come back Okay, it's, uh, it's amazing what's going on, the amount of love and support. And the more they do to harm the truckers, the more people join the movement. Okay, so we're, we're sending love, we're sending light. We're, uh, let's, let's clear the energy in the room. So let's neutralize the energy. These are a frequency to clean the energy in your room, to clear any negativity in Ottawa and all across the, the border, every town, every heart, to neutralize any energy, any fear, any darkness coming at them. I invoke the power of the living God. I ask that Jesus be here in Saint Germain, Mother God, Father God, all available angels and archangels, all available beings of the highest vibration, benevolent light, Arcturians, Pleiadians, Syrians, the Galactic Council of Light. I ask that you send love to every heart in Ottawa right now. You fill the city with love. The heart is the generator of love. And it will, love will spin bigger and bigger and bigger and out to every single heart and that will spin bigger. And it will fill the ley lines in Ottawa and out to every heart in the world. Tonight, I ask that you protect all involved with the Freedom Convoy. Protect them from the dark. 
Protect them from the oppressors. Protect them from those who wish to poison them and suppress them. Assist people to stay warm and fed. As the governments of man come at them more and more and try and stop them from rising in the light and the power of the living God. I ask that you bless and fortify every one of them with the power of the living God. I ask that you fill every heart of every sentient being on Mother Earth right now with the love and the light of the Holy Divine Spirit. Amen. I ask this. I ask this, brothers and sisters. And I ask this I ask that you stop them from getting military, from getting any sort of a big, oppressive, demonic arm of the governments of man to harm these people. I ask that you neutralize that idea and send pure love and light right now. I ask that you bring them the food and the fuel and the warmth that they need to keep making their stand for all sentient beings. I ask that the dark demons and the governments of man be dissolved right now. I invoke the power of the living God and I ask that you remove the dark demonic governments of man and you free humanity from this darkness and this oppression right now. I ask that you send love to every health board, every government agent, every everybody everywhere. Send them pure divine love and open their hearts and stop the oppression of Mother Earth's people. I ask that the power of the living God be used right now to create a massive loving holy light-filled solution in Ottawa right now, and that you free the people from the dark demons of the government of man who are sacrificing the children, who have created a vaccine with the side effect of death to sacrifice us to their dark gods. I ask that these dark gods be dissolved and sent to the light. And I ask this in Jesus' name. I ask that you fill the streets of Ottawa with love, with high vibration that no darkness can penetrate. Every police officer, everyone in the dark governments of man, I ask that you fill their heart with love, so much love, and the power of the living God that they cannot harm anyone in any way. And they can only do the bidding of the most benevolent of God.
of goddesses of beings. They can only do the work as Brother Jesus would do. We will not send them ill will. We will dissolve them with love. Dissolve the demons, dissolve the darkness, and free them from the oppressions of the demons that control them. Free them, Holy Spirit, from their captors. Fill the streets of Ottawa with love, love, love. And anyone that is afraid of the demons of the governments of man, Spirit, I ask that you bless them now. Fill their hearts with love and with the divine white light of the Holy Spirit and protect them from any sort of harm or negativity from the dark demons of the governments of man. I ask this tonight in Jesus' name, in the energy of love and the power of the living God. Amen, brothers and sisters, amen. Pray, light a candle. If you smoke, intend the energy that goes to Ottawa. Okay, do your drum circles. Do your toning. Okay? Read your scriptures. Whatever it is that you Bring the love, the power of the living God now and send it to Ottawa, the epicenter of the freedom convoy. Well, perhaps my love for Crystal is a little overstated, so I apologize. However, this is the thinking that's out there with some people. And uh, I believe the Reverend Crystal, I think she believes in what she says. I don't think she's, she's obviously not out for money. So this is something that she's thought about and she says. She is a lesbian. She used to be a Democrat. Now she's, um, she says she's not politically affiliated. However, in these cases with the protests and, and you get to the magical thinking that, oh, if there's a full moon, that means more protesters will come. Or, oh, if Elon Musk gives his blessing, there will be more protesters come and we will win. That's not what this life is about. So, are there some people in the convoy who believe in what they're doing? Absolutely. Do they believe they're on a mission? Yes. Are there some people in the convoy who are grifters and in it for the money? Well, yes. Are there some people from around the world who like to disturb things and send money? Definitely, yes. Is there people in the country of Canada who will send money because they believe in this? Yes. Now, it's, it's time for us to get our heads out of our butts. I can't say that more clearly. Um, if there is a problem, if you have a problem, you need to articulate it. You need to discuss it. Discussion has been missing in this country and... You know, with the pandemic and emergency, I guess discussion was cut short. However, maybe we've reached a time where we can talk about this a bit more and openly. However, let us be safe. Let's wear your masks when you have to. The vaccine does help. That's been proven. You, 
chances are if you've been vaccinated and you catch COVID, chances are you won't die over it. And there's going to be more stories in the future. I'm just saying that we're still in this together, yeah? There's still COVID in the world. I know I intend on wearing my mask for a while more. I have noticed that people are getting a little more aggressive in the stores, the ones that don't have the masks. And if you believe that you have a freedom, a right not to wear a mask, well, please appreciate my freedom to wear a mask and realize that I'm probably following protocols, which means please don't get right behind me. Give me my six feet of space. This has been very interesting. There's more to come on the convoy and 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 the criminal courts. It's going to be interesting how this all plays out for charges. And it's going to be interesting what the Prime Minister Trudeau does with the Emergency Act. It's going to be interesting how the opposition parties act as well. I wonder if we can... Uh, all get together and come up with uh, better things to do than block downtown Ottawa. You guys stay safe. Till next time, this has been North of 48. Thank you. Bye.